0: you're back. I can't remember the last time we got to spend so much time together. Probably not since, well, I guess it doesn't matter. You're here, and that's all that I care about. Ready? Here we go. This is Strange Stories to Tell Yourself.
1: Last Day of Rainwater, written by Lindsay Sadler. This episode contains mention of the death of a child and the description of starvation. Listener discretion is advised. It begins when Miss Julia Alsberg stoops to pick up her sleeping baby, only for a pile of dust to spill from the blanket. She comes to you crying, claiming somebody had stolen her child. But with things as hard as they were, you doubt any resident of rainwater would still want another mouth to feed. As unpleasant as the thought is, you suspect a coyote. Weren't easy for animals to get in the houses nowadays with the windows closed and the doors shut tight. But sometimes they're hungry enough to chew through walls. Hunger, that's something you can't blame the animals for. All of Saskatchewan is hungry. You don't tell Miss Julia your suspicions. She's an old friend from the days when rain fell in rainwater and wheat fields turned the province green, back when you thought yourself sweet on her. When she married Thomas Alsberg, she left the town for his family's farm. The journey there is half a day's ride in the summertime and near impassable in the winter. Before she became pregnant, Miss Julia found afternoons to visit, pulling you from patrol to act as an escort for the day. You tried to explain on several occasions that your duty as constable did not extend to afternoon walks. She agreed to disagree. But then Daisy was born. Afternoon walks ended. The visits stretched thin as the horizon. You were never more dutiful at your job. The rains failed and the green of Saskatchewan turned brown. Wind swept the dead land away, leaving farmers behind to toil in sand dust replaced Miss Julia on your walks, kicking up to your knees, leaving you doubled over coughing by day's end. People tried to keep the dust out, but all attempts seemed fruitless. Wet rags hang from the doorway and windows of the Owlsberg farmhouse. A few abandoned swept piles are scattered across hardwood floor of the kitchen like anthills. By the fire, one pile sits taller than the rest, enough to fill a porcelain doll. You and Julia stand alone in the hot, cramped kitchen as far from each other as the small room allows. You haven't seen her since she started showing, before the drought and the dust. There are new lines upon her face, new bones peeking out from below the sickly skin. She is weathered, windblown, like the rotting figurehead of a ship. Miss Julia clutches the baby blanket to her chest, knuckles white as she wrings the fabric into knots. You find no holes in the Alsberg walls. No sign of wild animals either. Thomas shows you around his farm. His brown hat is pulled low, but you still see his eyes puffy and rubbed red. No baby turns up. No baby bones either. You send a telegram to your corporal stationed with the RCMP requesting assistance. When it happens again, you're already having a bad day. Rainwater is shriveling, the land coughing up its own entrails, farmland becoming dust storms, folks are starting to leave. You're watching the wagons vanish into the heat haze when the youngest Grace girl runs up to you, claiming her grandmother has disappeared. This, you think, is extremely unlikely, as old Miss Grace has not walked since her fall last winter. The Grace family appears shaken when you arrive to investigate, standing silent in the corner as you survey the empty room. The window is open, but that does not explain the state of the place. Dust cakes in the comforter on the bed spills out onto the floor, as if a bag of sand tipped over. There are no footprints, no signs of disturbance. Outside the open window, the sky is turning to newsprint. As a boy, you thought it an ocean an impossible forever that surrounded rainwater. Now the sky appears to sag low, the impossible vastness curled over upon itself. You do not know what to tell the graces, but the youngest girl speaks before you can.
0: Told me to hold my breath, she did.
1: The little girl whispers.
0: Said she didn't want me to joke.
1: Room is silent. You leave shortly afterward. You send a second telegram to your corporal. The first remains unanswered. People keep disappearing, whether on wagons or into thin air. You're no longer sure. You hold a town meeting, tell people to watch out for another. A volunteer watch is suggested, but there are few men left in rainwater, and those that remain are either too old or too tired to walk in the streets. You begin a second nightly patrol, keeping an eye on the horizon for unfamiliar visitors. But there are no visitors. The world around rainwater falls quiet as the dry earth blows into nothingness pouring from a little sediment like sand from an hourglass. You keep vigilant. Hungry folk are resourceful. When the cars stopped running, people hitched their horses to the vehicles and carried on. The missing keep coming. Soon it's whole families, gone in an afternoon. It's uncanny. If the folks left for better farmland like the others, they would have taken things. But the houses stand full of furniture, Tables still set up, teacups filled with dust. Even the dogs are gone. You know not to expect the Alsbergs at church, but no one has seen the couple in a fortnight. The house yawns empty, dust and half packed trunks scattered around the dark hovel. Are they planning on leaving? Your heart hurts at the thought, but you understand. What's left in rainwater? Dust and dead wheat. You close the door and leave. Crawling into bed that night, a groan escapes your hollow body. There's an ache in your gut that cuts like a knife, curling tight around your stomach in a lover's embrace. You lie awake and ignore the aching hug of your hunger, watching the moon drift across the sky from your tightly shut window. Dust hangs in the shafts of moonlight, sparkling like heaven's light. The sight should be beautiful. You roll over and close your eyes, ignoring your empty stomach and your empty bed. But the sound of crying as someone passes your window, that you cannot ignore. Pull on your boots, button your royal blue collar as you sprint from the house, following the sound of sobbing. You find a small figure wrapped in a dusty dress. It's Miss Julia Alsberg walking towards the edge of town barefoot. Miss Alsberg, you call jogging to catch your old friend. As you near, you see she has Daisy's baby blanket clutched in her hand. In the other is a brown hat, dust leaking from the brim. Julia, are you alright? Where's Thomas? Miss Julia stops, turning to face you. Charlie? She asks, a voice oddly light, as if untethered from her body.
0: Charlie, have you found my baby?
1: You feel the earth breaking below your feet, but you answer her question anyway. I'm sorry, Julia. I, I haven't, but please. Julia Alsberg appears to understand, for she smiles sadly.
0: What's wrong, Charlie?
1: Julia asks, the tears from her eyes turning muddy and dark. You reach forward, wanting to hold your old friend tight, to keep her tethered, to keep her whole. Her hands, rough from farming, slip into yours and pull you close. As close as the last time, when the world was still green. And you were both young. When the sky was an ocean and the future a horizon. When Julia kissed you for the first and last time.
0: Don't be silly, Charlie.
1: Rough fingers smudge across your cheeks as Julia brushes away your tears.
0: You have nothing to cry over.
1: It could be then, when you pulled away. Or it could be now, when you hold each other close. You take a steadying breath and begin choking on dust. The embrace breaks. You double over, coughing. You reach out to grab her, to pull her back, to tell her to stay. But your fingers break through her wrist, crumbling in your grasp as the woman falls apart. Julia Alsberg turns to dust, her body collapsing upon itself, scattering into the wind and clouding the empty sky. Last Day at Rainwater was written by Lindsay Sadler. Directed by Leah V. Smith and performed by Mark Samuels. Production and music by Michael Houston. Sound design and edit by Bailey DeMerchant. And mixed by Adrian Mouhachary. Strange Stories to Tell Yourself was created by Leah V. Smith.
0: This has been Strange Stories to Tell Yourself. All the lives you forgot you lived. If you like what you heard, leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. Or whisper your praise into the microphone hidden in your dead houseplant. We'll hear it. Thank you for listening, and for missing a spot when you were sweeping. To you, it's dirt on the floor. To them, it's the only home they've ever known. And they will kill to defend it.